Thank you for tuning in to Indie Star Insider. We go behind the scenes to get to know independent artists from around the world. New episodes are available every Tuesday on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spreaker.com. So without further delay, let's get to know this week's Indie Star. Rick Snyder is this week's guest on Indie Star Insider. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Alan. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, we were talking off air. You said that Dorian has made it all the way up to Nova Scotia, Canada, where you are. That's incredible. Uh, what's what's going on up there? A lot of wind and a lot of rain. Like I said, I was just out on the roads, and there's there's a few trees starting to come down, and you know you got to kind of drive around them. But the the worst that hasn't hit yet that that's supposed to hit later on, like this after later this afternoon, I guess, and tonight. It's, uh, it's supposed to get pretty bad, so power's already out in a lot of areas. That's frightening. That is frightening. Are you, are are you pretty confident of your preparedness? And you know, you got you got food that's not going to spoil or anything like that. Some water put away. I do. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. as prepared as I can be. I I filled a bunch of jugs of water and, and got some. I already cooked my supper. Cooked that this morning, so I'd have it because there's not going to be any power fry for a couple days. And yeah, I've got wow. I've got some stuff put aside that it'll be all right. Wow. Well, I, I wish you the best, and I, I hope that nothing happens that you can't handle. Uh, that's that that's incredible. Out here in California, we don't have those kind of things too often, so it's kind of hard to hard hard to wrap my head around it. But uh, but I hope yeah. that I hope that everything everything works out for you and hopefully right now we could talk about some uh, music and uh, we got your brand new song drinking plan uh we're going to play later on in the show but first i'd like to find out uh a little bit about you and your musical your musical journey uh when, what is your first memory of music as a child and uh how did it affect you uh my my very first memory that i can think back to would be sitting in my living room watching uh watching my mother play guitar and sing um you know she's she, yeah she's she's my main inspiration for music you know you know she uh just those memories of her playing you know whether it be in the living room or on stage just just seeing the smile on her face and, and she sounded really good too and i remember saying geez i'd like to do that someday wow so hmm. so it wasn't uh, a musical like an artist that was out on on record or anything it was your mom that got you Absolutely. that got you kind of started uh what kind of songs yep. did she play on the guitar she did she played and sang like really old stuff you know the old uh country and gospel stuff and uh you know just uh there's so many harmonies like her sisters and her brothers like my aunts and I was the whole family sang so you know a lot of a lot of the older stuff i mean the records that were in the house were stuff like waylon jennings you know uh mm-hmm. merle Haggard, charlie pride mel tillis that kind of stuff and, uh, yeah yeah, yeah so quite a lineup that is yeah, uh, it was, quite uh, a lineup there. Reminds me of the old Johnny Cash song, Daddy Sang Bass, <laughs> you know, when the family gets together <laughs> yeah. and sings. Daddy Sang yeah, Bass, that's right, Mom yeah. Sang Tanner. Yep. Uh, it's really cool when you have that family, that family type of support and that family passion for music. You just can't help but really g- grab onto it and, and get, you know, get really into it, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so, no, you're uh, right. So when did you start playing guitar? You know, I can't tell you the actual age, but I was before 10, you know, when I, when my mom taught me my first few chords and, you know, it was sporadic. I'd play for a while. And then of course, 
you know, it, it being being that young, I'd, I'd put it down. Sometimes wouldn't pick it up for, you know, months at times, you know. But yeah. uh, but back then, yeah, that's when mm-hmm. I learned my first few chords, and she taught me a couple songs, and uh, that's mm-hmm. where it started. That's great. That's that's really good. Uh, so so when did you start taking it seriously to where you wanted to play more often? Um, I mean, I always wanted to, but I had stage fright terribly. Mm. Um, first time on stage was in my 20s, and it was for a birthday party for my mom. I stepped out of my comfort zone to do it for her. And mm-hmm. that's that's where the stage thing, where I, where I really got the fever to be on stage was after that. And uh, mm-hmm. played in cover bands for, I can't even tell you how many years, man, over 20 years. And it's just been recently over the last six, eight months that I've gone into the studio and started to put some of my own original stuff out there. I've been writing forever. I just I haven't been playing it. Oh, I got you. I got you. You got to keep the, especially being in, in a band, you have to keep your skills sharp and you can't help but write, you know, to write some of your own music in the downtime. But yeah, it's uh, that twenty years in playing in bands. What kind of bands did you play in, and uh, and uh, what type of uh, memories do you have of playing in those bands? You know, the first band I was in was a rock band, and uh, I wasn't a singer. I was, I just played very rhythm guitar and, and not real well, to be honest with you. But <laughs> and we just you know we didn't we you know we did a few house parties that kind of thing, and that was just you know kind of that was my first experience with a band. And then after that, it was. Uh, it was a country band. We we were asked a bunch of us were asked to form a little thing to do a, a benefit, uh, three benefit shows actually for a hall, and mm-hmm. we did it. And then we got asked to go a couple other places. We did that, and uh, and it just formed into that. And uh, you know, we we ended up doing dances, buying our own gear, and, and we were together for over twenty years. And we just disbanded here mm, a few months ago. And uh, oh, wow. I'm also in another cover band as well. Yeah, but, yeah, we were <clears> together <throat> for a very long time. So, wow. So you were in a band for twenty years, and this was I was. The- this was a cover band? It was so, yeah. Okay, so so you, you spent 20 years in this band doing gigs uh, professionally, I'd imagine? Yeah, I mean, I guess everybody, I guess everybody's uh, perception of professional is different, but I mean, we were, we were, a, we were a, a band that got paid to play, so, you know, we, we played venues small size, you know, small up to the big festivals, and, and uh, you know, basically we just loved to play music, so when, when we got you. a chance to do it, we did it. I got you. So, so it was more of a so it was more of a weekend thing, or as gigs came up and you had to work between those gigs and and that type of thing. Yeah, no, it, it was pretty much a weekend thing. You know, practice once or twice through the week, and then uh, you know play on play on the weekends. And not every weekend, but you know a lot of weekends. We played as mm-hmm. much as we wanted to. We all you know we all had our lives with our families, and some of us with young kids and stuff. But uh, yeah, so. That's, that's what we did. We we enjoyed it, and we had a lot of fun doing it. Did you ever think in the 20 years that you were with these guys, and did or guys, gals, whomever, uh, did you ever think of recording your own music as a band or writing your own music and getting it out there? I, I dreamt of it, uh, Alan, for years, and... and and I guess probably 15 years ago or more, we did go in the studio, just a one-day studio session, did five songs for a demo. Mm-hmm. and uh, But that's all it was, was a demo CD, and there was one original song on it. Um, but I've always wanted to do it, and uh, it's just been recently. I, I put a song out on Facebook with just me and my acoustic guitar and got a really good response from it. And friends of mine that own a studio said, you know, uh, Scion Sound Studio, they said, come on in, Rick, you gotta, you got to record that song. So I, uh, 
I went in and I recorded it, and then they said, play us a couple other ones. So I played a couple other ones I wrote, and we just kept going. Now we're, we're pretty much done. We've got a 10-song CD that's going to be finished up very, very shortly, and it's all original wow. songs that I wrote. Mm. That's incredible. That's incredible. I yeah. Mean, to, to, be, to be in a cover band for so long and just recently disbanding and then just right away jumping to your own stuff – uh, if you don't mind me asking, how did the how did the band break up? Was it was there animosity? Was it just that it drifted, or, or what, what happened? It was. Uh, I just. It was. I don't know really. There was. I think everybody was just getting tired of you know and uh, you know we uh, we didn't travel real far. We were a local band. I mean, there was times when we did travel a little bit, and uh, I think it was just time. You know, there mm. there was a, we we were all friends from for many years, and we're still all friends. You know, there. There might have been a little animosity, as, you know, probably is as, as no more than any other band. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I still consider them all friends, and I hope they do as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it, it was just it was just time, I guess, for yeah. everybody. So You just needed to separate. Just needed to I go and so, do your yeah. own thing. <clears throat> I think so. I think the same, same with all of us, I think. so. Yeah. Uh, I've been in one particular band for a long time. We don't gig anymore. We barely get together for practice, but it's like like you said, we're all friends. You know, we're yeah. we're all friends at the end of the day. And all of us, we know that if anything came up, we'd have each other's backs. We recently had funerals. Uh my friend lost his mother. Uh I lost my mother. I lost my grandmother. We were all there for each other, you know. Yeah. And that's, I think that's good. I, I think that brotherhood kind of survives uh, because mm-hmm. it, a musician or being a musician in a band is like being in a relationship, wouldn't you say? It is. I mean, you're, you're a big part of each other's lives. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what you what you do can affect each other, really. I mean, you know, you know, if I'm going on, if I decide I'm going away for two or three weeks, that can potentially affect, you know, yeah, gigs affects- or whatever, right? So. Yeah, it affects the pocketbook as well, and and affects the flow of the band and everything else. It's, it's really a commitment. Absolutely, yeah. It's really a commitment. Yeah. And uh, so, did you ever you ever dream of going solo while you were working in the cover band? Um, I won't say I dreamed of going solo. I dreamed of having my original stuff out there. You know, mm-hmm. whether it been with them or with somebody else. Uh, I just dreamt of getting out there and, and recording my music and uh, and getting it heard. You know, I, like like we mentioned, I live I live in the East Coast. I live in Nova Scotia. And, and I don't live in a city. I live in a small town in Nova Scotia. So, you know, for, for someone that's sort of like me, you feel very disconnected from the, the big music scene out there. And there's been right. some there's been some key people that have been helping me uh, connect with that. You know, Nisi Howard at, at, at Chota Records USA. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne Snare. You know, Wayne Snare out of, out of Sackville, Nova Scotia, um, brought me into his radio program for my first interview. And, uh, you know, just people like that that's been, that's been helping me. And it, it doesn't all seem so overwhelming anymore. Right. Yeah, you got to have a support system, especially when you're yeah. on your own and you're doing it all. You really got to have a support system, and that's that's so important. Uh, that's yeah, one thing sure. about yeah. That's one thing about leaving a band is that you don't have that support system behind you anymore. It's just you. No. Also, no. you know, if somebody, you kind of share the blame if things go wrong, you know. But when you're on your own, you kind of shoulder that shoulder all of that in the creative process and everything else. Have you ever had any doubt uh, in the short time that you've been out on your own uh, of, is this something I should do? No, no, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, there's questions about, you know, 
where's it going? How far can I go with this? And, uh, you know, of course we all, we all dream big, but I mean, I'm happy with what I've, with what I've achieved already. And, uh, and what I, and what I get will just be a blessing. Like, like people like yourself, you know, interviewing me and stuff like that. That's something a couple of years ago. Yes. I may have dreamed of it, but didn't, you know, didn't foresee it in the very near future. And just, just the way the, the way the cards fell and the people who have stepped in, it's, it's just been amazing. Right. Right. And, and you, you've, uh, you seem to have, have really just embraced the whole process, which is good because these people are there to help you. However, there are people who would not be so willing to embrace the process. Do, does that make sense? You you mean people that may not be so much willing to help me, or you know, no? I mean, want, you know, I mean, mean people. Or? I mean, people who go out there and don't accept the help. Oh, absolutely! I've I've experienced. I've I've seen. Uh, couple of individuals that just uh there's been people step in and try and help them and and you know and uh they're like no i'm gonna do it my way and uh and you know maybe their way is okay but right now it doesn't seem to be working and uh you know they're not they're not making the connections that they need to make i say that and that's just my opinion but yeah yeah but yeah i feel that way like i i am stubborn as all get out when it comes to my radio station because i feel like i can't take in these ideas or this is the way I felt. I started taking advice not too long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, you have an idea of what you want to do. And then do you ever get this idea that people who are trying to help you are trying to infringe on your ideas? Or are you just basically like, you know what? These people are here to help me. I will take whatever they have to say. Yeah, you know what? I haven't, I haven't experienced the negative side of it yet. Like the people... The people that have been trying to help me and offer me advice, and you know, not, I'm not saying I take all the advice, but I know that it's all with good intent, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of it, you know, I, I give it, you know, I give it all. Actually, I give it all very serious consideration. But mm-hmm. no, I, I haven't experienced that. The people that, are, that have come into my life, you know, are are offering help, and, and they're being very helpful. So, you know, yeah, I, guess, and, I guess I'm lucky for that. Oh yeah, because there will be people who come in to try and help you, and really they're looking to help themselves. They're looking to push their own agenda through your medium and that's good that you haven't run into that the people you've run into i mean 80 to 90 percent of the people who are looking to offer help are great you know they they just mm-hmm. want to offer of themselves but you know there's there's those people out there who don't but it sounds like you've been very lucky in this situation to be able to uh to be able to be able to accept help and to have people actually help you along and make things better so uh, that's really good. And uh, would you say you have a pretty trusted base of people that you can count on as time goes by? Absolutely. Right now, I mean, I've got to, you know, in, in every aspect. I mean, the, the studio I'm working in, um, they're, they're just so great. Like, they, they listen to my ideas. They offer ideas. They give me direction. Uh, you know, they're, they're just they're so great. Um, I couldn't be happier with them. Um, Macy Howard and everybody at Trailer Records are so supportive. Uh, again, people like yourself, you know, doing these interviews, it's it's just it's all been amazing. Like it, it is a little overwhelming at times too, but uh, oh yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want it any other way. It, it does get overwhelming at times, but then for, over time you realize number one, this is what I've had to accept is you can't read every email right when somebody sends it to you. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's just too yeah, hard. That's right. You get back. You get back when you can. You can't read every text message. You can't read every message. I had to give myself a little bit of leeway there because I was always so concerned that I would be 
leaving something out or, or I would be looked upon as somebody who does not reply to messages or whatever. But then I realized, you know what? You, you just have to you have to manage it. I mean, is it yeah, is it right. tough to manage? Is it tough to manage all the support that's coming or have do you have a pretty good handle on it? I think I have a pretty good handle. Like I, I started doing here, I don't know, maybe uh, beginning of July, I guess. I started doing uh, some Facebook live shows just to just mm-hmm. try and, you know, broaden my my fan base and uh I hate saying the word fan. I always like to say friends that, you know, friends are friends I haven't met yet. <laughs> but anyway, right, just try exactly. and broaden that out. And uh you know, and I and I have I've I've met people in there that are in my that are in my life now, and that I'm sure are going to be, and they're so supportive. Like I got people all over, you know, Canada, United States. Uh, I got a, a huge support system in the Philippines. You know, it's just Australia. You know, just from these shows. I mean, people are reaching out, and, and I'm connecting with them, and and they're they're pushing my music now as well. Like, you know, it, it's great. That's incredible. <clears throat> that's incredible the worldwide reach uh you come yeah. from a you come from a time like i did with cds and big record companies and everything how wild is it nowadays the the wild you know wild west of the music world how crazy is it and how different is it than you ever imagined it would be you know i i suspect i mean I, i'm just dipping my toes in like say over these last eight months i mean it's i don't see it as overly wild i guess i mean i guess it can be i, I see a lot of stuff going on that I, I shake my head at but um mm-hmm. as far as you know i suspect it's a whole lot different now than what it was you know 20 years ago or even 10 years ago um oh, yeah you know like i said i just i've kind of like I say being down here i've always been disconnected from that end of it you know i bought my cds and you know listened to my music and played my music and uh you know as far as the as far as being involved in the that end of it with the record labels and uh you know studios and all that I, I never really experienced that to be honest down until until very recently so so for me it's uh, i don't know if i call wild i call very exciting right now <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah there's so much opportunity out there to get your music out there uh yeah. spotify apple or apple music and uh google play and all these other different avenues to get yeah. your music out there it's it's really an exciting time for musicians and it uh, is, but yeah but it's very overwhelming for a lot of musicians because there's so many out there. Uh, what would you say differentiates you from other musicians as far as your style? If you were to say my style is different than this person, why would you say that? What may, what, what makes you step out or what makes you uh, go to the front? And, you know, what makes you different? You know, I, I don't know what uh, actually makes it different. What I do when I when I write my songs and, and I write them and I and I compose them all as well. I put the chord progressions together and I, and I don't have in my mind a certain mindset like okay, I want to make a I want to make a traditional country song or a new country song or or an outlaw country song. But mm. what I've been told I've been told uh, the most common thing I'm hearing from my music from the people that are hearing the songs that I put out there already is that I have a traditional sound and an outlaw sound a, a combination. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as different different from other people uh i don't know i i mean I, I see a lot of artists out there they're just they're they're it seems like they're concentrated on one style like whether it be newer country or, or older country or or outlaw country or whatever or rock music or whatever right and mm. i don't uh i don't class myself in any of them i guess i write i write the music that comes into my head and that i think of and that i like and uh and then whatever it turns out to be i guess it is and i, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about you know what what you know what you want to, what people class me at so so maybe that's a little bit different than some artists i'm not sure 
Yeah. Yeah. Your, your traditional roots and your kind of old school way of thinking is what separates you from today's generation where it's all about this, uh, this image and brand and everything else. I think you're just a guy who plays music. You're just a guy who does it. And I think that's what separates you from other and still people. a whole lot of fun for me. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. It's gotta be yeah. fun. So, uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about drinking plan. How did that song come about? And, uh, uh, how, what was the writing process on it? You know, I wrote that one. That one was actually wrote, written probably about five or six years ago. Um, I was actually, I just went, I mean, and people say, did you go through a, you know, breakup? And I, and I did go through a breakup. But when I wrote, when I wrote the song, it wasn't, it wasn't written out of depression. It was just, it was just thinking, wow, this, you know, all this stuff goes on. Um, and when I, I did put it on Facebook years ago, just acoustic version, I, I, I put in the comments and to all my friends and family, no, I, you know, I'm not taking up drinking over this, but it was, it was the, the idea came from, you know, came from life experiences, but it certainly wasn't written out of depression. It was more written out of experiences, I guess. And, right. and once you get a few lines and things just kind of flow, right? And yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. where it came from. Yeah. You, you kind of start going down a hill, you know, you, you songwriting is kind of like you start up a hill and then you get to the top and then you go down that other side and it just gets so much easier. The wheels start flowing or the wheels start rolling and the ideas start flowing and everything just becomes easier. And I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's how that worked. What I gathered out of that song is you ever heard of, uh, I believe his name is Gary Stewart. No, I have not. Okay. Uh, he, he was, yeah, he was from the outlaw time and he wrote a lot of songs about drinking. And when I heard that song, I was like, and he has a completely different voice from yours, but I just gathered this vibe of Gary Stewart where he was singing about drinking away his sorrows and, you know, drinking basically a song about drinking. It was classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Classic country. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the vibe I got, and I think that actually would resonate very well with a lot of people still, because yeah. you know if there's one thing that never goes away, it's uh, it's drinking. Drinking never goes away, <laughs> you know. No, whether no, I think we're stuck with it. Yeah, whether you're a, whether you're a country artist or whoever you are, drinking never goes away, and almost everybody can, at least for a moment, relate to that. You know. Yeah. The, that For that sure, yeah. you know everybody's been over a bar or been over a bottle at a bar and just kind of thinking their lives through and i think that's what people people really relate to i think it's a relatable song and it, it's got a good sound very clear sound and it sounds very good and i'm glad to have it um well i appreciate that yeah no problem so before the hurricane knocks out your cell service tell everybody uh tell everybody where we can find your music rick you can find me on pretty much any musical platform out there. If you just search up Rick Snyder, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, uh, you know, Google, Amazon, uh, any, pretty much any musical platform, you'll find me. I'm on YouTube as well. Um, if you go on Facebook and search up Rick Snyder Music, I have a, I have a music page there. And they just hit the like button, and then they can keep updated on everything I'm doing. And, and by all means, send me a message. I'd love to hear from everybody. So, Absolutely. We were, it's been my pleasure to speak with you and learn a little bit about your journey. Now we're going to hear your song. This is Drinkin' Plan from Rick Snyder.